Now, let's land here for a minute. This is the Rich Eisen Show. What was it called? The Rich Eisen Show. Boy! <laughs> Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Who the hell is Ken Francis? <laughs> <laughs> Lamar said, stop lying. That man never tried to negotiate for me. Two crying laughing emojis. The Rich Eisen Show. Show. Earlier on the show. ESPN NFL analyst Lewis Riddick. Coming up, Eagles cornerback James Bradbury. Florida Atlantic head coach Dusty May. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Our number two of the Rich Eisen show is on the air. And here we thought it was all going to be about the NCAA tournament activity from the weekend. And we will talk about it on this program uh, certainly because the FAU, Florida Atlantic University men's basketball coach who has taken FAU all the way to the Final Four, they entered this uh, tournament with zero wins in the school's history in the NCAA tournament, and they've ripped off four in a row to cut down the nets in the south, uh, pardon me, in the uh, east region in Madison Square Garden of all places. Uh, Dusty May, former student uh, he, he was a, a former student, I guess, what's the word for it? Uh, manager, student manager of Indiana basketball. Bob Knight's final student manager. He is now the head coach of a Final Four team, Florida Atlantic, a nine seed out of Boca Raton. He's joining us in hour number three of this program. Jim Laranaga of the Miami Hurricanes. Could you imagine it's Miami versus Florida Atlantic? It's the A1A uh, final uh, uh, you know, national championship game. They just play it on the A1A. But now ice is smiling. Right? Beachfront Avenue. <laughs> so um, it's possible. Uh, anyway, Dusty May will join us in, in hour number three. But we have been, and Lewis Reddick, we just hung up with, uh, with uh, the analyst and um, longtime uh, NFL man, uh, Lewis Reddick. We talked at length with him in hour number one about what's going on with Lamar Jackson. We kind of hit the pause button on that right now to welcome in somebody who is back with the defending NFC champion Philadelphia Eagles. He signed, uh, re-signed with the team to stay put right there. He's cornerback James Bradbury here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you doing, James? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? I'm doing fine. Congrats on that contract you signed with the Eagles. Uh, thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Why'd you re-sign with Philadelphia, James? Uh, well, not a, not a lot. I'm in the later stage of my career. You know, I wanted to, to be with somebody that I had familiar, familiarity with. Yep. Um, and also, I knew the team was going to be good again, um, so it's always easy to go to a good team. No, obviously, three years, thirty-eight million dollar deal. I just the, the the reasons are obvious. I asked the question just so, so I could hear it from you. Uh, and and part of the reason why is clearly the defense is terrific, and, and so is the quarterback. How is Jalen Hurts? Uh, you got a good story uh, for him as a leader on this team, James. Mm-hmm. I mean, he always broke the huddle down before the games and um, also at halftime, too. And he always had a, a positive message, a good message that kind of sent you out there to be motivated. So, I mean, anytime I'm motivated, uh, that's a good leader. That's a good leader to me. So what does he say? Can you tell me what he says breaking down the team, James? <laughs> Ooh, uh, I mean, he broke it down so many times. He had so many messages. Um, I know one thing he always says is uh, keep the main thing the main thing. Um, and I think that's kind of uh, – Straight to the point, you know. Sure. Focused on one goal, um, and each each one of us out there, we have a a goal and a and a job that we have to do. 
So we got to focus on doing that. And uh, that's how I interpret it. So then, uh, I, I, then the question is, how, how did he break down the team before the Super Bowl, the biggest game of everybody's lives, James? Um, I, one thing I, I can say about him, he always kept it the same, no matter who we were winning or losing. You know, he always had that even kill, same mentality. Um, so honestly, I don't even remember what he said before the Super Bowl. Hmm. Um, but I'm sure it was, I mean, it had us motivated, you know. I, I, I was kind of looking out in the fans and whatnot, too, looking at the fans. Um, <laughs> but also listening to. <laughs> you mean the fans that were booing all the uh, Dallas Cowboys from uh, Dak Prescott, the Walter Payton Man of the Year, and also DeMarcus Ware, the Hall of Famer? Those fans? Is that what you're saying, James? Man, yeah, you know what? That's probably why I don't remember everything he was saying in the huddle because I was, it was a lot going on, so I was just looking around. There was a lot going on. James Bradbury here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. How 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 um, have you processed the final play that you were involved in, obviously, in the Super Bowl since that day, James? Um, you know, I just tried to move on from it. To be honest with you, um, of course, like I didn't like I didn't. I didn't feel good about the play because mm-hmm. um, at the end of the day, I committed a foul and the foul was called. Um, and, it, and it pretty much, it didn't give our offense a chance to go down the field. And, um, and, that, and that didn't really settle in until after the game and I actually thought about it. And then it kind of made me a little bit more mad or angry with myself. But um, at the end of the day, I just got to move on from it because that's how football works, you know. And I, and I appreciate you, um, you know, coming on this show and giving me, uh, you know, the time to, to, to bring it up again. And I'm sure it's something that you definitely want to move on from. But I, I was, um, you know, taken aback as to how honest you were after the game. And are you aware of how you helped the process, um, you know, along in a way? You know, there's still so many fans upset there was a flag called but you, after the game, saying it was a foul, that was a penalty, certainly, um, I think, took the game off the griddle for some, um, where all we were talking about was the penalty, James. Why were you so honest about it, is basically the way I'm asking. Um, at the time, you know, when I, you know, the plate ended, uh, the ball was thrown, I thought, I, I, I think I gave like a little incomplete wave and I turned around and I saw the flag on the ground and then I instantly looked up at the jumbotron and then they showed the side angle where you know you could see I grabbed his jersey and um and that's that's all I needed for myself really I knew what they called the flag on um I saw it and then I mean at that point like no matter what I say to the ref he's not going to change the call and that's why I wanted to just jump ahead of it after the game and just be upfront about it because I mean I could deny it and blame it on the ref and say you shouldn't have called it in that moment, but I did it, so I can't really debate it. Well, I mean, and and I don't know if you you follow uh, college basketball, James, and I, I don't know if you were watching a, at all the game between San Diego State and Creighton on Sunday, where there was a foul called with hardly with one second left that put San Diego State at the line and. And they wound up winning by one. And it's kind of brought up the conversation again nationally as to whether a foul or a penalty in case of the NFL should be called in the final seconds of a crucial contest. Uh, Obviously, the Super Bowl is the ultimate for the NFL. And this was an Elite Eight game in the college basketball men's tournament. But what is your sense on, on when a foul should be called if whistles should be swallowed, James Bradbury? 
Uh, to be honest with you, mm-hmm. um, I'm hoping a PI call never gets called on the defender mm-hmm. anytime of the game. I feel like the only the flag should be thrown is only on the offense as far as OPI when they push off. Because uh, <laughs> I mean, the game is pretty much safe for them to win at the end of the day. So I mean, like it should be hard for you to get get open and whatnot, and you shouldn't be pushing off. But they could probably make the same debate debate on their side. And so I mean, a flag should be called anytime it's committed. Um, and it's up to the discretion of the ref at the end of the day because he's the one that's got to throw the flag and he's the one that's got to make that judgment call. And last one for you on this. Have you heard from people uh, to say you, you you shouldn't have been so honest after the game? You should have said there, there shouldn't have been a flag called, that we were we were robbed? Have you heard from anybody saying that that's the approach you should have taken, James? Uh, I'll keep it short and say yes. <laughs> but at the same time, those people are kind of looking at it from the gray area side of it as far as, like, when you should throw a flag and when you shouldn't throw a flag. Um, but I think it's also been people on the other side that's been, like, you know, you did uh, commit that foul. Um, and, of course, then they, then they also say maybe they, they shouldn't have, they wouldn't have called it, but at the end of the day, you did commit a foul. So I've heard both sides. James Bradbury here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk uh, about your year. And, and, again, I apologize for spending so much time on that, but it is – these are a bunch of questions I've been uh, eager to ask you since that day on Super Sunday. Um, how uh, satisfying over, was it to eliminate the Giants for you this year, James? They're, they're, they were your previous team. Um, I, so many in the metropolitan area were, were scratching their heads as to you know why you were put out there for the Eagles to snap up. And obviously you had an incredible season for them. Was that particularly satisfying for you to eliminate the Giants in the playoffs, James? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, and I think that's just me like wanting to compete in my competitive edge. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and also, I mean, it's kind of like, it's kinda like a, a little league game, like when you know the, the guys on the other side, yeah. those, those are <laughs> guys you, you grew up with. Um, I didn't play for the city that I lived in. I played on the other side, so I used to play against guys that I went to school with all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was kind of like that. Uh, but it was also competitive because I wanted to beat them. Uh, and I knew some of the coaches, and I wanted to beat them. I didn't want them to be able to say that they beat, they beat me and they released me. Like they, you can't get both of them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it felt good. I love it. And 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 now, you know, did you think you were losing Slay? For a split second, it sure looked like it. And then not so much, James, right? A couple weeks yeah, ago. At first, yeah, at first I, I, thought we, I thought Slay was going to go on. Um, and I was also talking to him too, so like I kind of understood where he was coming from, mm-hmm. and um, I understood their side of. I mean, I kind of understand that side of things too. Um, but I want Slade, you know, to make as much money as he as he can. You know, I want every guy to make as much money as they can. So I'm, I understood. Absolutely. And so, uh, what's your message to the Eagles faithful, James, um, who, you know, um, who who thought this was the year, um, and you guys had a terrific year. Uh, you've lost some significant members, but it, it, it's in including both coordinators. Uh, what's your message to Philly fans about the way the Eagles can bounce back, if that's even a proper term for a defending NFC champ? Yeah, um, I think we're still a good team. So I mean, that's kind of yeah, it's kind of a tough question. Um, but at the end of the day, keep it simple. Let's just let's run it back because I feel like we're still good and we're still. 
I feel like we're still good and we can compete for a Super Bowl. So let's do it. All right, James. I appreciate the time and I appreciate you uh, going down. Uh, you know the Super Bowl memories. Uh, for the way that that game ended in your honesty. And I appreciate you calling in, and let's do this more often. Thanks for the time. Let's do it. I appreciate having me on. Absolutely. That's James Bradbury. He is a pro bowler, and he has got a new three-year, $38 million deal with 20 guaranteed, a chance to go up to 44. Baby. With the Philadelphia Eagles right here on the Rich Eisen Show. When that foul got called... At the end of Creighton, San Diego State. I immediately thought of the Super Bowl. Like the Super Bowl again, didn't it? That was a foul, though. His right arm. Well, he just had his hand on his hip. I mean, he pushed him. Did he? Yeah. He did. The game's tied. He's in midair and he pushed him. But the game's tied. And also. So what? Overtime. (laughs) So uh, what? I know. It's just. It's just not. If you would have called that foul on the playground playing pickup, you would have gotten laughed off the court. There are far worse instances of bad foul calls than this one. The man's arm was on him. He pushed him. I thought it was a good call. Yeah, Ryan Nemhard's right arm was on the hip of Darian Trammell as he was heading towards the basket and was just a, just about to launch the shot. Whistles blown. and At least it was by an official who had a perfect view of it. The official was in position, and the official made the call, and I wish the official hadn't again. And I, I, it's such a tough position for the official to be in, of course. But for somebody who, who comments on this sort of stuff, you got to play better than the ref's ref, but the ref, I think, made the proper call. The question is, once again, should the official make it? Once again, yeah. and in a, a an intense battle in a do or die contest for both teams. Now this is not the Super Bowl. This this, I mean, you can't even. I mean, a national championship game is the is the, is the, the final four is a big deal. Uh, certainly for Creighton and San Diego State. Yeah, two teams not even supposed to be there. I just wish we hadn't seen it. And then the and then the 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 end where the full court pass goes off the hands of, it seems, both players, one from each side, and then hits the ground, game over. No, let's take a look at it again. Right, that was... And then once you're in replay, everything's reviewable. And so did the inbounds thrower, can't call him a passer, um, step step on the the line, line, and then then if it, 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 it... it's so weird. Like, why are we built? Because you're building courts out of whole cloth, right? Why are we building a court where the end line is separated from the out of bounds, you know, area, same color by a swath of hard court? Right. Like, just make it one whole color. <laughs> like, yeah. what are we doing here? Right. Like, why are we getting all you know artsy? <laughs> right so that's what i'm thinking while yeah, i'm watching right. this it is a thin like, line let's, man let's make it all one friggin well, color it's, it's like an outline it's just like the whole court what is are we outlined doing? in wood like the black oh, yeah yeah like if somebody showed me those designs i'd be like make it all one color what are we doing at any rate of course that comes into play and then the ball goes off of who we don't know who because tell. that's crucial because if there's time left on the clock yeah, they have time for a tip-in. Who knows? You know, who knows? Right. So, so again, if 
the inbounds thrower had stepped on the end line, then it would be 1.2 seconds left with San Diego State having to inbounds from underneath their own basket, correct? Right. That didn't happen. Did not happen. Then if the ball did bounce out of bounds off of San Diego State, then Creighton would be inbounds inbounding under their own basket with whatever they determined yeah, was left like on the clock. Two or something. Right? Yeah. So for them to come out of that long, that very long look-see <laughs> and basically say, it's over. Game over. <laughs> and, and then here, Iron Eagle, who's so good. By the way, this is the last time that the, the Elite Eight will be his final game call, uh, calling a game because, as you know, he's taking over for Nance. Yep. Um, he goes, they, brust, they broke out a stopwatch. I know. And I'm like, hold on a second. Wait a minute. So they determined it didn't matter who the ball was off of that the process of the ball hitting a human hand, popping up in the air and landing down on the ground was longer than the 1.2 seconds that was left on the clock that apparently didn't start on time. Once the ball hit the hand, so they determined by hand time and stopwatch, <laughs> yeah, that it was longer than the one point two seconds. So that's why they decided to end the game. And my question is, how? If we are <laughs> saying call a foul, if it's a foul, right. no matter when, no matter when, okay, no matter what the circumstance is, and no matter when, call it. But when it comes down to the last 1.2 seconds, we're going to stop watch this thing. So why don't we stop watch everything? You see what I'm saying? A foul is a foul no matter when. Then the official clock isn't the official clock until the very end, and then we're going to stop watch it? Because if the clock didn't start by the time that the ball hit the hand, that's the circumstance that we've played the first, what, 39 minutes and 58.8 seconds? By the way, did I do that math right? Because if I did, holy cow, I am growing as a human. (laughs) So then, you know what I'm saying? Like that, running the clock by having a human being hit the button for the clock that we're seeing on CBS and in the arena, that works for the first, I'm not going to do it again, am I? 39 minutes 58. and 58.8 seconds. Yeah, good job. But then when it comes down to it, we'll bust out the stopwatch. Now it's different. Last 1.2 seconds is different. Then why are we calling a foul? Because it is different. Clock's different. How we're handling the clock's different. But how we're handling the officiating is the same. See what I'm saying? It doesn't square to me. I don't love it. I don't love it either. I don't love it. But the other thing I thought of was this, because, you know, I'm a Michigan guy. Seeing this kid, uh, what is it? Is it Trammell or, or Trammell? I'm sorry. But seeing this kid on the line with no time left in a foul that's very controversial, taking free throws, reminded me, of course, oh, sure. of yeah. Ramil Robinson. Yeah. Do you know who was on the bench when Ramil was taking those shots? The head coach of San Diego State University, Brian Dutcher, who was the assistant of Steve Fisher in that magical run. Oh, wow. 
who probably would have been shown the gate like Fisher had they not gone on that magical run. And Fisher and Dutcher were definitely not on the bench for the Fab Five and definitely weren't winning all those games at Michigan to land in San Diego State together where he's now taking San Diego State to the Final Four to build off of the terrific job Steve Fisher did when he got the gig there. Were you hoping he'd miss the second one? I kind of was. Well, because I wanted to see overtime. Yeah, I wanted to see overtime. But that's just me as a fan, and that's where we come from when we say don't call it. Yeah, it's more fan stuff. Don't call it. Don't call that foul. We want to see overtime. We don't want to be robbed of this. And we don't want to have the first... 39 minutes and 58.8 seconds. She's on it today. Be for all coming to this point for this unsatisfying finish. It is similar to Scatman Crothers coming all the way from South Florida just to save Danny at the Overlook Hotel only to take an axe to the chest. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Geez. Sorry, I just went down a shining wormhole out of nowhere. <laughs> I just pulled a red rum on everybody who has not seen the film. But you know what? Too late. They've had time. You've had time. (laughs) When did it come out? Like 71 or something? No, 80. Come on. Look it up. Look it up. Nah. (laughs) (laughs) Nah. I can't believe you're making me do this. I've never seen it. 1980. I've never seen it at this point. Dude. I'm not going to see it. Oh, come on. I don't like scary movies. It's. Yeah, I did it just, actually. and then we'll throw it a break. I did once watch The Shining when I was home from school, sick, mm-hmm. and I was watching in my parents' room, and they had a VCR set on timer for some soap opera. <laughs> God, <you laughs> and like it was probably. back when it was the day where it could it could actually record what's what's on a different channel, and uh, it went off just as The Shining was getting crazy. The the VCR went on by itself. <laughs> I hit the ceiling. I went nuts. <laughs> scared by technology. That's how scary it is. But you're a big boy. You can handle it. Eight four four two zero four. Rich number to dial. Overreaction Monday coming up, and still to come. Dusty May of Florida Atlantic. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit gametime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. 
you know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So Sleep Number helps me. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Back here with the Roku Channel live stream, meeting the Rich Eisen Show radio network, sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is the right product for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Hey, you know, um, Patrick Beverly is an interesting uh, figure in the association. It's one way to put it. One way, yeah. Say that. Sure. Uh, we've seen him talk trash. When he doesn't uh, walk it. And we've seen him also um, cry over winning a play-in game for the Timberwolves and getting roasted for it on Turner. It's become one of the greatest memes gifts of him tossing that jersey into the stands. And then we saw him um, earlier this year with the Lakers defending LeBron not getting a call in Boston when Jason Tatum did mug him on the way to the basket, Facts. and yeah. eh, and okay, that was took a out a, took out a camera <laughs> that was from a- from an individual in the media, grab it and use it to show to the officials. Hey, here's the photographic proof of you blowing the call. That and, then be, and then immediately got teed up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, teed up. <laughs> Bam. That picture should be hung in the Louvre. There's man. that. <laughs> Hang that in the Louvre. But I have to give it to him. I have to give it to him when it's due. Because he got traded from the Lakers after that moment <laughs> to the Bulls. And he said when he got to the Bulls, <laughs> we play him twice later on this year. And I can't wait to, what, eliminate him or... Something to that effect. Keep them from getting Keep into them from it. getting yeah. into the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. It was just like, okay, Pat, got it. You've now hoping against all hope to start crying again just because you're advancing out of the playing tournament with the Bulls in the East. But guess who showed up yesterday at the downtown Hoops Dojo with LeBron coming back from injury? Off the bench. Look who showed up yesterday. <laughs> Pat Bev and the Bulls. OG Pat Bev. Beat the Lakers <laughs> in downtown uh, Hoops Dojo land. How about that? He backed it up. He talked it. And then he and the rest of the Bulls walked it. And this is when the Lakers get back to 500. That was the conversation here in Los Angeles. They're back to 500. Back at square one. And here comes LeBron. And they lose it home to the Bulls. Convincingly. That thing wasn't even in doubt. All day. They, the Bulls jumped on him and then didn't let go. And they've won a couple in a row to Bulls. 
He hit LeBron with the little man yeah. thing. Like, <laughs> the audacity. Like, what a, what a <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. I was you like, know, I know I didn't see what I just thought. Did he I point saw. at the floor, too? Like, this is my floor, too? Or <laughs> he was just like, little, he was just doing the too, head. too little. Little man. Little, <laughs> little man. Pat Bev. And you take a look at the Western Conference standings right now in the association. And this thing is tight. The Clippers got blown out at home over the weekend. That that wasn't on Saturday night remotely close. No. That game against the New Orleans Pelicans. That kid Murphy the third. I mean, what There's you a big reason why there was a three in his name because he was jarring one after another after another. I was going against him in fantasy. I, saying, I am eliminated, by the way, and I know you guys have been patiently waiting you to are? jump on me on that. I didn't know. I, didn't oh, know. I, know. I hadn't even heard that. You yeah. lost? I did. I legitimately didn't know. because uh, That dude, Trey since... Murphy, has been on all of our Ooh. team's fantasy this year. And by the way, <laughs> what do you have, like 18, 19, 23s against the, the Clippers? The whole like, team did. Yeah. But you look at the standings right now, and the team that's in the total toilet – that could totally miss the playoffs in its entirety are the Dallas Mavericks. <laughs> Who could have seen this going south? Well, I know you are enjoying this. Uh, I, I, I'm actually not because I love Luca and I like watching him play and I want him to succeed. Yes. But this was the most predictable outcome well, Luca, maybe of all time. Luca looks miserable. As Dallas is now a game out of the play-in tournament. They are three under. They are looking up at Oklahoma City and the Lakers. It's not over. But Luka is without... He even admitted he says he doesn't smile anymore. He used to smile and things are different. Things have changed. And it's more than just basketball Everybody, everybody reading into that, it's got to be Kyrie. Because what changed, and I know, and trust me, I am the first to criticize Kyrie Irving. The first. And how, you know, maybe he needs to smudge the locker room in Dallas the way that he did the TD Garden floor when he came back. Like it was the Celtics and it was bad. It was a bad environment there. And yesterday he he had a fan ejected from Charlotte. Did you see that one? Mm-hmm. He went up to the ref and had the ref call security and get a fan out. And he said it was the fan was calling out his name. He wanted to see if he would say it to his face. This is not why they got Kyrie Irving. You can't also say it's definitely him. We all just assume he's coming there and he's just created such bad juju in there. But, I shouldn't use those two words together, geez. but he's, he's created some bad. Oh, I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> oh he's God. created some bad mojo in there. But it's only been so, 15 games, though. It, it, Lucas, I know that. Disposition couldn't have we, changed We that also much. don't know what's going on in anybody's lives yeah, anymore, they, anything anymore. So I, I would like to push back on it's got to be Kyrie in it. Yeah, I couldn't have. I, I don't imagine. know. But it's Jason Kidd who's got to now figure this thing out. Yeah. So the Mavs traded away Dinwiddie and. All these guys were balling. Oh, well, they. they and get, so on and so forth. They Jaylen traded Brunson away. I mean, for all, pennies on the dollar. Oh, my goodness. Go. 
And to now here team. they are on the outside looking in. Oh, man. Rubber meeting the road in the Western Conference. And the Clippers and the Suns flip spots. Somebody's going to host a Game 7 in that first series. That's what's on the line there. Memphis keeps winning. So does Sacramento. And then there's Denver. Who is, let me get this right, the first 50-win team in the West. Yep. So. Fun stuff in the association. Pat Bev walking it, doing the little man thing to LeBron. (laughs) Come on. Come on. How dare he? Oh, my goodness. The temerity. And Luka is just looking miserable. Those joyous basketball players just, he's, he's out of it. And so are the Mavs at present. Let's take a break. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. You ready for overreaction Monday when we come back, Chris? Let's go. Why not? And then Robert Sala has spoken about a quarterback who's not his hey, yet. Has he returned your text yet? Uh, we're rolling a break. Oh! <laughs> What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, eight four four two zero four. Rich number to dial on our radio network. So Anthony Edwards came back for the Timberwolves last night. Okay, right. LeBron came back for the Lakers yesterday. Yep. Uh, saw Gary Payton the second back for the Warriors last night. Uh, John Morant is back for the Grizzlies. Durant's coming back, right? At some point, Harden's going to be fine enough to play. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're getting guys back. Where's Zion? Come on. Ingram is so good. McCollum is so good. Murphy. Those guys, Valanchunas, they can can make some hay. Let's go, right? They could. Come on, let's go. All right. I mean, they just beat the crap out the Clippers. They did. (laughs) I mean. Paul George hopefully is going to come back. Yeah, hopefully. That thing was like they, the the Pelicans on Saturday night made threes from the first tip, and that game was over. Yeah, they went up thirty-seven twenty-six. Kawhi didn't even didn't even play in the fourth quarter. Yeah, well, he got elbowed in the face. Yeah, I saw and that, and it was just like, a, and he made two free throws and then left the game yeah, because they, it was over. It. Game was over. Like I said, Rich, I don't care about healthy Kawhi in October, November. Exactly, we need him. And the Clippers clearly April, don't care about home court or not. They just want. They just don't want to be in the playing tournament and don't want injuries. Yeah, 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 for sure. But for don't you sure. think it would be better if if they took on 
the Durant returning to the Suns, Phoenix Suns, instead of in Los Angeles oh. for Game Seven, instead of being in 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 Phoenix. You know, here's the that's deal, the Ray, difference here. Sometimes the Clippers don't always have a home court advantage at their home. Oh, court. stop it! They, uh, no, got no, some so great... I'm telling you, I've seen games where, like Laker oh. games, we don't have home court. Utah Jazz have sometimes come into that arena and had more fans. Well, that's because that that's part of the reason is why they want to go to their new their new place. Not oh. only have a better home court advantage, but more fans in the seats because a there's beautiful there's a beautiful facility there. <clears throat> and two, they can go do their business and come back to the seats well, fast kind of, enough because there's about a thousand toilets there. I was about to say, what kind of business are you referring to? That's what I'm to? referring to. Toilets! That. Oh, those ones. <laughs> Could you imagine how many more happy fans you'll have there because they're relieved? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm talking about relieved that the Clippers are doing better. I don't oh, know what you're okay, talking about. Gotcha. gotcha. All right. Well, Steve Ballmer also said there's going to be a section. I don't know how they're going to do this. For toilets? Well, toilets and... Strictly, strictly Clipper fans. Oh, get out of here! I I don't know how they're, so they're going to do this. Eject that's people. Wait a minute! They're going to eject people from a from a from he, a section. He said there is a, is going to be a section which is for Clippers fans only. Well, now, it's going to be know. like a test. It's going to be like a test in the in the movie Diner. I, like it, it's like a Clipper. Maybe like a Clipper. Gotta, in order to sit down, you got to pass a test. You got to maybe name five Clippers that played on Lob City, or you got to name five Clippers. You before can Lob have City. your seats in this section. If you spell Olua Candy properly, go. <laughs> Tell us where Olua Candy went to college. Yeah. Oh, University of Pacific. Uh, boom. I can sit there, even though I'm not a Clipper fan. See, you can get through. You could sneak through. Look, I don't know how they're going to. Maybe it's a, you got to sign up for something, but I'm interested no. to see how it plays out. And plus, if you're not a Clipper fan and you're sitting there, maybe they do come in. Maybe Kevin, okay. our version of Kevin comes and boots you out of that section. Okay. Let's take a let's let's put a pin in this right now because Brockman. I could see Brockman's like, when are they going to get to me? <laughs> I wasn't. I was just enjoying listening to you guys. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Because you're sitting here too. You never enjoyed listening. All right, here to we us. go. Overreaction <laughs> Monday. Hit it. Hit it. That was horrible. <laughs> that was crap. That was garbage. This place sucks. Overreaction Mondays. Monday. All right, Christopher. What do you got over there? Hey, what's up, guys? What up, Jay? Hey. Everybody good? Hey, Philly, good to see you. Hey, good to see you. Uh, a couple, couple, it was hard coming up with these today, i got to admit. I don't know what's going on. They're not, they're not easy to do. I had to do this one. Are you excuse-making before you even get to me? Good start. No? Okay, no. what do you got? <laughs> I agree, Brian. There's, there's this... not a lot of NFL news going on. Go for mean? it. That's right. All right, how about this? Yeah. Roger Goodell needs to give the Packers and Jets a little kick in the pants to get this trade going. Well, Ooh. I'll tell you what. Roger needs to step in. That's like a, fire a complete overreaction. A commissioner should never step into the business between two teams. But on behalf. It's his business. On behalf, <laughs> on behalf of the schedule makers. That's what I mean. On behalf of the schedule makers. We need to know where Aaron's playing. Can we pick this up, please? Like, let's go. I want to do a whole segment on this. Uh, maybe tomorrow's program in advance. But can we pick the pace up, please? Because you know they're going to put the Jets on five, if not six, nationally televised games because Aaron Rodgers is coming. Could you imagine they do that and the Jets are nationally televised five times with Zach Wilson quarterbacking? <laughs> It's possible. No laughing. No laughing. That's what I'm saying. You're not allowed to laugh. I'm trying. Roger needs to get Woody and and Gutekunst and Mark Murphy in a room and be like, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. You can't do that. Let's go. 
You can't do that. You can't. You can't do that. Why? I mean, you can't do it. You even heard. You even heard the other day when I asked Rob Manfred. Steve Cohen does not care about your luxury tax setup. (laughs) That was essentially my question. (laughs) He doesn't. All right. And he was, you know, how's he supposed to answer that? Yeah, all these other owners who think that they can spend money like water are now seeing somebody who can spend money like an ocean, and they've got a big problem with it. And he's basically said, hey, the guy's got not doing anything illegal. Neither are the Packers or the Jets. This is a provincial argument between two teams. The commissioner rightfully is staying out of it. But I understand what you're saying, Chris. What else over there? All right, so I put up a poll about Lamar. Uh, what's Where's the most fun place for Lamar to play this year? Okay. Ravens, Colts, Commanders, Falcons. I think Lamar's going to make the playoffs this season no matter where he's playing in 2023. If he's on the Washington, they make the playoffs. Hmm. Indy, they make the playoffs. Atlanta, win the division. I don't think that's an overreaction at all. He goes to one of these spots, boom, instantly better. And by the way, incredibly motivated. Incredibly motivated. Um, all he's got to do, according to um, what somebody, uh, Chris Mortensen, tweeted about, he's just got to sleep better and eat better. Get eight hours. Get it. Get in the eight hours. Yeah, nice little, balanced little meal. Less, a little less fast yeah, food. A little more avocado in the diet. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> Brothers don't need avocado. Like that. <laughs> they don't? <laughs> the turkey club, throw some avocado on Hey, uh, I don't think that's an overreaction. Obviously, he doesn't make it if he's on the couch. Right. <laughs> he's not making the playoffs unless he's actually playing i think that's pretty uh, i think that's pretty accurate i think he improves whoever he's he, what atlanta too of course yeah atlanta they win they probably win that division yeah arthur blank has got to walk into the room and say guys all these plans we've had yeah we're blowing them up <laughs> hey terry font do you need DeCosta's number i got it for you i got, I got it. it from bashati at the hold owners on, meeting just yesterday just slide it across uh-huh. the table what else uh, okay, a lot of talk about these Broncos receivers. Jerry Judy's on the market. Cortland Sutton's available just for the right price. Sean Payton says, no, we're not trading him. Sean Payton's going to have Russ, Sutton, Judy, top five QB wide receiver trio this year. That's an overreaction. I still need to see it again. I still need to see it to believe it. And by the way, I think they one of them might get traded anyway, too. They're sitting there right now. One of the reasons why Sean Payton might be like, yeah, we're not trading him, is because they haven't gotten the offer they need. They need to get in the first or the second round of this draft. Well, who's giving him a first-round pick for Clearly nobody. Gary Judy? So he's like, we're not trading him. So all those people that are thinking we can get him, you're not getting him unless you give me what you need, what we need. So that may be what's playing out right here. But I wouldn't be surprised if one of them gets flipped before the draft. They're looking, they, they see the talent that's out there, and they, they, they want to pop in there. Instead of paying one of these guys uh, top of the level market value that they might be uh, heading towards, so that's my take on that right now. It could be the best uh, wide receiver QB trio in the AFC West. Oh my goodness, this guy over there. Okay, the other teams don't have a second receiver. Well, who's the number one receiver? Do, wide do, receiver, Keenan Allen in and, City. and Mike Mike Williams, who was drop he just played moments ago um, with Justin Herbert. Yeah, they were trying to. They were ruined to be maybe cutting Keenan Allen. What if D Hop shows up in Kansas City? Don't put that out there. Yeah, let's not talk about that. <laughs> okay. now to talk. Uh, now allowed to talk to him directly. You see that? Why not, man? Go for it. Let's see it. That's gonna be fun. Hey, did you see this interesting uh, Seattle Seahawks news over the weekend? Bobby Wagner's back. Fence mended. Back. Love it. They got a top five pick. 
Gino, Bobby Wagner back. Seahawks. Whatever it is, whatever it is you're saying, I'm in. Winning the <laughs> NFC West. Oh, okay. I don't think that's an overreaction. I don't think that's an overreaction at all. I think that they're going to be improved. They're going to be better. They're going to draft well. They got a very high draft choice. I like it. I don't think they're, by the way, they're talking to every single quarterback. Today's Anthony Richardson's pro day, isn't it? It is. You know, we haven't heard much about it. I yet. haven't heard much about that. Maybe it's later on today. I don't know. But uh, I like Seattle a lot. I don't think that's an overreaction at all. You know, the Rams are not rebuilding. They say they're going for it. Did you see uh, my buddy Kevin Demoff's letter to everybody? Yeah, did you read between the lines of that oh, letter? Oh, please. I saw what Damashek had to <laughs> I mean, say about what do, you, what do you mean? It's like Great. A, a clear Fine. black and white. Got it. You keep sleeping on the Rams. You think they're tanking. They're not tanking. Oh, I man. like the Seahawks, though. I like what you're putting together right there. I like what you're saying. I don't think, let's put it this way, I don't think it's an overreaction to say that at all. Yeah, I mean, I just consider mm-hmm. where they were a year ago. Yep. Uh, okay, a little hoops now, guys. By the way, you're doing a great job for somebody that you think you had to pull these out of your orifice. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I just wanted I wanted the bar low so you could compliment me. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> how about this? Lakers, right? Yes. You know, Lakers. You know, great setup. Lakers, <laughs> right? Right. Am I right? Am I, I don't know. I don't know where this is going. Uh-huh. You see, he was back. You see, he was back in the lineup yesterday. LeBron. LeBron. You see what happened? They lost. Lakers are better, better without, without LeBron. LeBron. So stupid. <laughs> the playoff push. They were awesome without LeBron. Complimenting him. I was complimenting him. They were awesome without LeBron. So dumb. You spoke too soon. Austin Reeves <laughs> balling. You should have just waited one LeBron more. LeBron comes back. Loss. By the way, also, does he think he's Wolverine? Did you hear these comments about his foot? Hey, I went to two doctors. They were surprised how fast I healed. They said surgery. I said, ha, no surgery. I'm healed. Dude, are you, why don't you just come in in the black suit wearing the, the devil's amulet or whatever the hell Skip wears it around his neck. Skip on it. Whatever. Just come and dress like him when you talk about LeBron. I'm not, but I can't help it when he says such ridiculous things all the time. Well, it's just as ridiculous to say the Lakers are better off without him. Well, they were awesome, and then he came back and they lost. Okay. <laughs> so, I don't know what I, don't know what I need the to The ultimate you. overreaction. One game I'm going to make... A s- ridiculous blanket statement. Sneak in one more. What else you got? Lucas should demand a trade. Uh. Like, get out of here. Like, get out of here. This summer, I'm out. Demand a trade. Hey, Mark. Get me out full. here. Go. This guy. I'm out. We know he's going full Lamar if he's going to start selling his own portable gym. With a shake oh, weight. Portable hookah. <laughs> Lucas portable hookah. Like, <laughs> I'm out. The Luca? The you can Lucas call it the Luca? Yeah. The Luca. Lucas Luca. Hookah. One, one photograph in San Francisco, <laughs> you're painting it as a whole huge brush, man. Get out of here. You should demand a trade from Dallas. It's not working. Oh, could you imagine Luca's if that happens? Could you imagine? What if it goes to the Knicks? Oh, then he should demand it. Exactly. <laughs> well, you're not a Knicks right fan away. anyway, so what do you uh, care? It's funny. Cooper is looking at me every now and then and goes, you're liking the Knicks again, aren't you, Dad? And I'm like, how do you how do you watch Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle play and not love what you see? How? Because how? if you look down right. the front row and you no, see I understand the guy that, with that the, 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 the guy scarf. in the beard, the schmecky, uh, the schmeck, the schmecky yeah. schmeckster who's facial ex- recognizing everybody, facially recognizing everybody to boot them out. Just sitting there like, 
How do you watch Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle play and not? I'll tell you what. You know who's thinking about that? Luca. That's what I just said. He used to have Jalen Brunson yeah. as okay. a teammate. That's true. That's why he's so disappointed. All right. So that's why he's so sad. Great reaction, Chris. Big finish. Here I am saying, great job, and he just comes up with two of the most ridiculous <laughs> suppositions. Although the one from Luca. It's kind of, I gotta go higher register on that one. Well done. Chris Brockman, Overreaction Monday. Every time you think you're out, you pull yourself back in, Chris. Here he goes. Thanks, man. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. That's it. Well done. I'll search him for a while. Um, Dusty May, the head coach of Florida Atlantic University, will tell us his favorite Bobby Knight story. I mean, we can only hope. <laughs> <laughs> That's coming up in hour number three. And Robert Sala on Ryan Rogers. Still here. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. All right. We'll get one more. Okay. Okay. I love how you act so surprised. What I, what <laughs> I, got? I didn't know that was coming. Know, okay. Fold it. What do you got? Did you see what was back last night? What do you got? Succession. I didn't see it. Oh, my God. You didn't see it? Dude, I've got. What three, were you doing? Just dealing with uh, house. House. I mean, they stuff. go to bed at some point, right? Yeah. They don't just stay. Well, up. not. It's. By the way. Go for All it. All right, sure. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, you go haven't not it. seen it. Just kind of uh, lessens okay. the blow. I haven't up, seen it yet. I'm just saying. No, it, All right, Succession's going to go down as the best HBO show ever. That might. Uh, that, I, I can't wait to watch this final season. Did you hear how HBO said they would have taken more seasons if Jesse yeah. Armstrong, the showrunner, didn't Wait. say we're done? Well, he said, Jesse said, while he was writing it, he realized, oh, this is, oh, this is it. <sighs> and that's some of the well, actors. I'm saying a lot, man. A Sopranos, The, the Wire. I'm just saying, Throw it out there. Game of Thrones. Uh, the succession is terrific. Thrones is dead to me. <laughs> I know that. And by the way, two words, two words for you that you will soon learn throws things off in your world with your child. Spring break. Oh, yeah. I mean, okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna Doesn't mean anything for you. No, not yet. But suddenly kids are like, why do I have to go to sleep? <laughs> why do I have to go to sleep? He never wants to go to sleep. Well, okay, great. Spring break. It's happening. Two words. The two words after spring break, you'll find out is now what? (laughs) Or what? Now what? We're all in the now what phrase now in the the household. (laughs) 